Hello, and welcome to Geek Between the Lines, the podcast that normally explores compelling themes in our favorite geeky properties. I'm Brittany. And I'm Chris. And this week, instead of our normal episode, we are having a special sorting chat. Yeah. And we are sorting Star Wars characters, the main Star Wars characters in the newest Star Wars sequels. Because we've done the originals, we've done the prequels, and now we are doing the sequel series. Yeah. Since it's finished now. Exactly. Now it's all done. We figured we would add them into the... Uh into the, the respective houses. Can you imagine Hogwarts with lightsabers? As a children, <laughs> not a good idea. Wand sabers. Wand sabers. <laughs> Force Wingardium Leviosa. <laughs> yes. I mean, they have legitimacy and... Force legitimacy. Force, force legitimacy and... Uh, force occlumency? I guess force occlumency. They have imperious mind tricks. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Anyways, maybe we should talk about the characters. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, why don't we start with Ray? You could say that Ray's a Hufflepuff pretty confidently because her main struggle is in the first movie is not wanting to leave where she might be found by the people she's waiting for. Mm-hmm. But then she's also brought on by her relationships with Han and then with Kylo. And I think that those types of relationships tend to be really important for her. Yeah. She's also clearly fine with hard work. Definitely. You know, and and she refuses to sell BB-8 for all the portions at the beginning because, and instead to just work hard for it because, you know, that would be an unfair thing to do. Yeah, for sure. And also, like, she doesn't actually have very much time spent with Luke and learning about the Force and mm. whatnot. I mean, she spends some, but then in the in the second movie, like, no, I'm not going to join you. I'm not going to do anything with the Empire, even though the majority of her life she wasn't fighting against that. But, like, she has this loyalty to this way of thinking now, I think, based on her relationship, yeah, with, with Luke. Yeah. I would say probably secondary, she would probably be a Gryffindor Mm -hmm. because she, yeah, she does have that kind of like, I don't really know everything that's happening, but I'm going to like jump in there and fly ships. (laughs) (laughs) I can do it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So Hufflepuff Ray. What about Finn? Finn is a kind of a difficult one. Mm -hmm. I would not say he's a Gryffindor. Mm -mm. He's running away from most things. Yeah. At least for the first two movies, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he might be a Hufflepuff too, because he's like, oh, I need to get away. They're going to be after me. And then it's like, oh, I'm not going to go with these people in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Because now there's a battle going on, Ray's being taken, you know, like all of these things that now he's going to join with the Resistance when he wasn't going to join with them based off of, like, Ray having been taken and he needs to help do something with it. Yeah, he seems to have very specific loyalties, but those are very strong, right? Where he's very loyal to Ray in the first two movies, where he's, you know, wanting to flee so that Ray doesn't come looking for them and get taken by the Imperials as well, right? Mm -hmm. When he meets Rose. And so he certainly doesn't have that bravery of the Gryffindors. And he, he does have that, that loyalty, but yeah, it's very focused, right? It's, it's not, he's not loyal to the First Order. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't really have loyalty to even his new friends that he makes when he wants to go off and run away from the, the battle. And he doesn't really have, I mean, up until the third movie, he doesn't really have 
any loyalty to the resistance. Right. It's more like even if it's something that could hurt the resistance, it's like, oh, well, I need to go save Ray, so I'm gonna like sneak off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't really see a lot of Slytherin. He's not very cunning. <laughs> he's not very cunning. <laughs> I don't. I don't know that he's very ambitious. Mm-mm. I guess something that I am thinking about now, though, is wondering if Finn does have some Gryffindor qualities. Like, he's not a very brave <laughs> Gryffindor, but I wonder if, and so, you know, we've been talking about ways in which things seem like loyalty, but I, I kind of wonder if maybe some of those are like that chivalrous sort of mm. thing. So maybe he feels bad that he kind of brought Ray into the whole mess that they find themselves in, and then she gets taken because of that, right? Mm. And so he has to do something about it. He has to sacrifice, even if it's, you know, he's gonna die to go and try to rescue her. Like, he has to do it because otherwise, you know. Gryffindors aren't always the best at, like, seeing big picture Mm. of like necessarily what's important but it's like what they feel needs to happen at the time um so maybe part of it was like that and then his whole mission in the second one didn't go very well and then he's like i'm gonna go sacrifice myself even though it's Mm. like this isn't necessary you know and which rose was like nah that's true he kind of focuses on the wrong lessons of heroism where his time with rose makes him then commit to sacrificing himself rather than supporting those he cares about well i mean i think it can do that for him for sure but i think part of it also may just be that he feels like oh this is the right thing to do and other people aren't doing it so he has to step in and do it Mm. even though maybe it isn't the right thing to do in the grand scheme of things right but it's what he feels like is the right thing to do here and now yeah yeah so i don't know maybe maybe he's just a gryffindor that likes to run away when he doesn't have conviction Mm. and he just doesn't have like the conviction for all of the causes necessarily but maybe it's a little more internally motivated yeah huh now i almost wish we could go back to our first episode and think about finn's hope or lack thereof Mm. and how that affects his decisions because in the first movie when he is trying to run away it's because he has no hope right he has no hope that they can defeat the first order and, you know, looking at what happens over the movies to instill that hope in him that he's willing to fight for the resistance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, I can definitely see a bit of that Gryffindor. I think you, you make some great points. It also reminds me of that chivalry of, you know, how in The Force Awakens he keeps, like, trying to grab her hand, Ray's hand, and <laughs> take her, like, to help her. She's like, I know things. how to run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need your help. <laughs> right? Or, like, he, he gets all... Like, worried when he sees the two people start attacking her in the market. And he's like, what's going on? And then she just, like, takes them both out. And then BB-8 mentions him. And then she starts running at him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so maybe maybe he's more like a loop in Gryffindor, mm. right? <laughs> it's like they're still kind of cowardly in some ways. But in some other ways, they'll yeah. they'll stand up and be bold and at times that cowardice i'm sure is socialized right it comes from a life Mm -hmm. of 
persecution and oppression and socialization that oh, is brainwashing yeah it's, mm-hmm. it's just awful so yeah good points yeah poe i think would be a slytherin i can see that but because... why do you say so well because he's like you're not promoting me i'm taking huge offense to that you know yeah he 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 wants that yeah position of power or the glory of a battle right where he takes down this this behemoth Star Destroyer at the beginning of The Last Jedi, mm-hmm. even though it costs all these fighters. And he's talking about, you know, they're heroes and we did this amazing thing and trying to like celebrate this amazing yeah, kind of ambitious triumph that he sees when it is not a kind of planned out attack. I think that I wonder if a Gryffindor would be as casual with others dying. Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean... Not on their side, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Certainly yeah, not sure. the Gryffindors that we see in Harry, in Harry Potter. Yeah, I mean maybe Dumbledore, but he's really a Slytherin, <laughs> so <laughs> so true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, I think he is resourceful. He can be put into a situation where there's not very many options, and he can like figure out a way out, which I think is very. Slytherin. That's very true. And especially if you look into his comic book series, resourcefulness and cunningness is like really, really top tier, like how he gets out of problems, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, even look at his like uh, call for General Hux kind exactly. of thing, yeah. like very cunning, you know? <laughs> yeah. And like, okay, I'm just going to go with this stormtrooper who says mm. that they don't want to be here, you know, and I'll just flee with them and I'm going to get them to take th- this droid and this, you know, I'm going to like not manipulate them, but like he's very good at just getting out of a situation with whatever he has mm. and like making it work. Yeah, I think he, he shows a really good example of a lot of the great qualities in Slytherin. Yeah. <laughs> well, what about Rose? Rose. Let's see. I think she does have some loyalty for sure. Mm-hmm. But I think but, she's a Gryffindor. Yeah, I was going to say, I think she has a lot of Gryffindor in her. Yeah. Too. She's very brave. She's very idealistic. You know, mm-hmm. she has her ideas of goodness and morality and integrity. And she is willing to stand up to those who she doesn't see share those. Absolutely. Her going from telling Finn he's a hero yeah, to tasing him. Like, exactly. She's so excited to meet him. And then she's like, wait, you're trying to take this and run away? Like, no, I'm going to tase you. <laughs> yeah. Well, and she's like, no, you can't sacrifice yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, like, stop you even if I'm going to die. I mean, that's so Gryffindor. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, yeah. even, like, thinking about joining the Resistance, you know, she is clearly a good engineer or a great engineer, mm-hmm. but she isn't joining because she's an amazing pilot or she has, you know, four skills and all these other kinds of things. You know, she is, I think, one of the best examples we get of someone who joins as just a kind of entry level, I believe in this. And even if this gets me and my sister killed, this is what we believe in and this is mm-hmm. what we're going to do. Yeah, I would also say Gryffindor first for sure, mm. but I would say that maybe her secondary would be Ravenclaw because she is like thinking up creative plans for how they could accomplish this thing. She understands the the context of 
wealth and who is making profits from the weapons and how structurally and societally that is linked and Mm. affects things. Yeah, and so, like, her being able to, like, understand that and explain that, I think, more so than any other characters in the sequel movies, I think she has more of that Ravenclaw. Agreed, yeah, yeah. You know, that nuanced understanding and also innovative solutions. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. Well, and she's an engineer. Yeah, you have to know your stuff to do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Rose is just the best. Yeah, I adore her. She's great. (laughs) I mean, she needs to, like, put the brakes on loving people. But other than that, other than that very, very Disney moment, Mm -hmm. (laughs) she's the best. (laughs) Well, to stick with the group of allies and resistance fighters, how about BB-8? BB-8? I don't know. What is BB-8? I kind of just would put him in Hufflepuff as default. Mm -hmm. Because... Uh, he doesn't have as much personality as R2 and C-3PO, but yeah, I, I don't know. Definitely super loyal to Poe and then Exactly. Ray. And you, I mean, you don't understand enough about its like thought process mm-hmm. to put him in Ravenclaw. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem to have much interest in ambition, so not Slytherin. Um, I would say he's resourceful. Sure, yeah. He, because I think that's the pronoun they typically use for him in the mm-hmm. in the movies. Though obviously, droids being gendered gender. uh, is a very interesting thing that Star Wars does. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'll be an interesting topic when we do gender in Star Wars. <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> so yeah, but I, I think that that Hufflepuff makes most sense too. Yeah, he seems like he would be hardworking too. Yeah. Okay. Well, why don't we we go on to the darker side (laughs) what how would you sort kylo ren i mean he has some very strong slytherin traits right he wants to be the supreme leader (laughs) and when you really really want to be the supreme leader you have to be at least partially slytherin yeah there's definitely some ambition involved for anyone who appoints themselves not only a leader, but the Supreme, supreme Leader. leader. <laughs> it's a great title. I wouldn't mind being a Supreme Leader. <laughs> Hashtag Slytherin. So yeah, definitely there. But on the other hand, I don't necessarily see him being very cunning or I was going to say, I don't think he's cunning. Unless you count his interactions with Rey as cunning. It depends how you see it, mm. right? And if- actually, I suppose his his murdering Snoke is cunning as well. Oh, actually, that was very cunning and resourceful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just in in general, when he's having tantrums, that that part (laughs) decreases the cunningness. Yeah, and most, for the most part, his use of the Force is not a cunning or resourceful use of the Force. It's more kind of blunt um, and, and overwhelming power. And I suppose he does things that we haven't seen before, so maybe you could say that is cunning in a, in, in a way, like mm-hmm. stopping the blaster bolt. So I suppose you could make the argument there, but... The ambition is definitely the strongest trait. Absolutely. Um, Don't exactly see him as a Hufflepuff. Not quite loyal or into fair play or... I mean, he is kind of loyal to Rey, though. He is, but he also tries to murder her. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch. Wait, when does he try to murder her? When she says no, right? They have the force battle off that they both explode from and she leaves and then he wakes up yeah but that wasn't necessarily trying to murder 
Yeah, but it's just then, like you're gonna fight me with the lightsaber. I'm gonna fight you back. Him saying, "Shoot the Millennium Falcon out of the sky" when she's on it. Sure, I don't remember that. All but the I other ways that he times. like, yeah, like I think that he'd like to turn her, but if he can't, then <laughs> cool with murder. <laughs> yes, true. But in the end, he dies to like. Well, that's bring ben, her back. That's Ben Solo. Oh my goodness! Stop. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i don't know he he's a little bit of a mess mm-hmm. it would be in, like if they had gone into this in this last movie which i really wish they had because it's one of the most interesting concepts to me he could potentially have some ravenclaw if you know him saying like no we need to get rid of the sith and the jedi mm. right that is so intellectually conceptual and i love that because hashtag half ravenclaw but they didn't actually go into that very much, unfortunately. But I think it's, yeah, one of the most interesting ideas. For sure. Agreed. I am thinking about whether you could see his kind of constant battling between the the dark and the light being a kind of Gryffindorian idealism of, like, trying to find what he thinks he should do versus what he feels he should do. And kind of fighting against the socialization and the trauma and the things that he's experienced against his own personal values. I wonder if there's a reading there that could be, that shows him as having some Gryffindor traits. Mm-hmm. Well, and then ultimately at the end, that could be seen as very Gryffindor, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. But you could also read it as he does have certain loyalties. Like he does mm. have loyalty to his mother, right? He didn't he didn't pull the trigger at that moment and like the battle within him is that he has loyalties to these different people and then like he's fighting against that because his ambition and because he also has loyalty to darth vader or this idea of darth vader Hmm. you could also read it as he had loyalty to luke and when luke turned on him that is what kind of broke him yeah, exactly, right? Like t- like w- when we were talking about Ron previously in the uh, the Resorting the Golden Trio episode that we did, mm. where when he feels betrayed, that is the most painful and hurtful thing for him because he has that loyalty as, as a important value. But we were arguing that he doesn't have very much loyalty. True. Because he's very Slytherin. <laughs> That was one of the concepts I mean, that came up when, when we were discussing loyal, it, but, but yes. Yeah. Um, well, and that's the thing, right? I think that combo is really difficult. If you're like a Slytherin with like a secondary house as Hufflepuff, mm. like I think those things can often come to a head in difficult or painful ways. Yeah, I could see that. But I would still, I think, put a secondary house as Gryffindor. I don't know. Because he doesn't have the fair play and we don't necessarily see the hard work. Yeah, but the Slytherin resourcefulness and cunning could override the fair play. I just, with Gryffindor, like, I don't seem very much, like, you know, sacrificing chivalrousness until the very end, mm-hmm. um, which is one of their strongest traits. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, he also sacrifices his relationship with the current Supreme Leader, which I think is also partially ambition, but he's mm-hmm. doing it, I think... The reason he's doing it there 
also has to do with the fact that he's doing it for Ray. Yeah. So. He has a lot of different things going on, which which is interesting and good. Absolutely, which is, yeah, one of the things I actually really appreciate about his character. Mm-hmm. It's not just, like, straightforward, flat. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Well, is that it? I don't know. Should we do General Hux? Yeah, General Hux is just petty. <laughs> he's just... <laughs> he's the petty house. He's the petty house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Obviously, uh, pangs of Gryffindor since it's Bill Weasley. Yeah. I mean, he's the least brave to be this informant. That whole storyline didn't make any sense to me. I'm like, at least for the first two movies, it was ambition. Or you could argue Gryffindor like... This is what I believe is right, even though obviously he's wrong. This is what I believe and I'm sticking to it. And like being an informant just because, you know, you're petty and you're upset about this person who's now your superior. Like it doesn't make to me, it didn't make sense for his character. Mm. It didn't make sense that he would risk his life, which before I would say his life and the cause were the most important things to him. In that order. Exactly. And to defy both of those, just for like, I don't want you in charge, so I'm going to try to like sabotage something when you know that you're probably going to die because of it. it. It just didn't make sense to me. Like if they had built more into his character, maybe it could have made sense, but it didn't really there. So because of that one action, you couldn't put him in Hufflepuff. Mm-hmm. But also that was sabotaging himself, so he's not a very good Slytherin if he was in <laughs> Slytherin. Yeah, I imagine just be based off of the comment that Snoke makes of like wanting to keep a mongrel like him around mm-hmm. um, makes me feel like there's probably some class or other kinds of dynamics going on with his background that makes me feel like there's probably some ambition and resourcefulness that got him to where he is mm-hmm. but like you said we don't know right they don't really give us enough of his character or his background to make a, a, a formal or complete judgment yeah, for sure. But I think we could definitely say not Ravenclaw, Mm-mm. not Hufflepuff. And I don't think we could say Gryffindor either because a Gryffindor would never be an informant against a cause they believed in. Exactly. So yeah, I guess so he has to be Slytherin. Oh, I don't want him in my house. <laughs> well, I think that will do it for us. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for listening to this week's Sorting Chat. We will be back next week going back to Star Wars and talking about justice. If you want to find out more information about the podcast, you can follow us on social media by searching for Geek Between the Lines on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, or Twitter, or going to bit.ly slash geekbetweenthelines. You can also join our wonderful patrons at patreon.com slash geekbetweenthelines to access all sorts of great extra content and help keep us on the air. We want to thank Kimberly Taylor Pastella at Lacelet for designing our logo. You can find her designs at lacelet.com or searching for Lacelet on Facebook or Instagram. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week. Until then, geek out. out!